Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. On today's show with Harvest Looming, the Canadian Food Grains Bank is hoping for continued generosity from Saskatchewan producers. Agri-News brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. Filling in for Jim Smalley this month, this is Ryan McNally. The Canadian Food Grains Bank is hoping Saskatchewan farmers will be able to contribute to their cause this year. The Food Grains Bank sells the donated product at fair market value and uses those funds to help the charities work overseas. Spokesperson for the Canadian Food Grains Bank, Rick Block, spoke with 620 CKRM's Cody Glyden during Egg in Motion last week. The Food Grains Bank is a non-profit Canadian organization. Their motto is a Christian response to hunger. So we're an organization that responds to both immediate food needs, often in emergency and conflict situations, and then as well we do a lot of work, I guess more long-term, upstream, kind of ag and food development. And this is all in developing nations where kind of at local levels, regional levels, even at times national levels, families and communities are living with what would be considered essentially severe food insecurity. So tell us how a farmer here in Saskatchewan can get involved with you guys. The local aspect of the Canadian Food Grains Bank is essentially we're a grassroots organization and we work with Canadians really from coast to coast in many different ways in terms of generating resources for the Food Grains Bank, particularly because of the history of the Food Grains Bank and its connection to prairie farmers. That is still a predominant aspect in terms of how resources are generated. Farmers, you know, in some sense still will provide individual or grain donations at terminals for the Food Grains Bank. Probably what gets a little bit more either airtime or, or notice our folks in communities that will um, run basically a, a project and that can be you know someone donates maybe 40 acres 80 acres even a quarter section local businesses will provide a lot of the crop inputs farmers often do you know will take care of all the work and especially at harvest time is when people bring out all their combines and all their machinery and local people from the community come together and, and really just celebrate what that local project does because it's something local here that has significant impact worldwide I'd be very remiss if I didn't mention that uh, a key partner in all of this is the federal government, which matches all dollars at a four to one match. And so that's very significant when perhaps, you know, whatever, even children doing a bottle drive or doing something, you know, a little small garden project, leveraging dollars at a four to one match has a significant impact to help those that are in essentially a very severe moment in their life, whether they've been displaced, whether their crops have been decimated by drought and they're in need of uh, food assistance. For sure. Now, from what I understand, you know, in my affiliations with the Canadian Food Grains Bank doing interviews and, and that type of stuff, once the farmer has the grain grown, they can take that to the elevator and specify this is for the Canadian Food Grains Bank. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. And that's been a long-standing arrangement for many, many years. The Canadian Food Grains Bank has arrangement with all of the major grain terminals, all the major handling companies. So a farmer can go to that terminal and essentially say, yes, I'd like this Super B or this truckload donated to the Food Grains Bank. And maybe just to clarify what years ago used to mean that that grain then was held separate, because at that time, years ago, the Food Grains Bank actually shipped grain overseas. That no longer happens. The grain is donated, basically sold at market value or whatever the selling price might be on that day. And it's the financial contribution, it's that financial asset that then is transferred to the Canadian Food Grains Bank for its work overseas. It's really working kind of on a financial basis in that manner is much more effective and efficient. Where food then to help affected communities overseas is procured in the most local possible place. How's the uh, Saskatchewan response been this year so far? Well, we're in the middle of 2018. I would say because we kind of go along a bit of a fiscal year, I would say our previous fiscal year 
We actually saw in Saskatchewan, I'm very pleased to say, in some sense, record donations. Saskatchewan donations to the Food Grains Bank equaled 2.5 million. Of that 2.5 million, just over a million dollars was generated by the growing projects. There's about 26 of these major growing projects and also some farm auctions that are part of that. And so it's always amazing and inspiring and, and also humbling to just see the generosity of folks from Saskatchewan who share the message of the Food Grains Bank that you know we care, that we believe it isn't right that people are going hungry in the world. And we know that we have a lot of wealth and resource here in this country and certainly a portion of that we can share. Rick, if somebody wants more information, where can they find it? Uh, definitely they can go to www.foodgrainsbank.ca, that's our website. They can give me a call, I'm uh, the representative for Saskatchewan. I mean, they can find all that information on the website. So that's probably the easiest landing place for more information. That was Rick Block from the Canadian Food Grains Bank. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. Grain and oilseed markets have been in decline this summer, due in large part to heightened trade tensions between the U.S. and China. So far, China and the U.S. have imposed a 25% tariff on $50 billion of each other's goods. The big impact in the agricultural market is the Chinese tariffs on U.S. soybeans. There has been a sharp drop in U.S. soybean prices, and that has carried over into prices for other crops such as canola, wheat, and corn. Mike Jubinville is an analyst with the Pro Farmer Canada. He provided a market outlook last week at Ag in Motion near Langham. Starting with canola, Jubinville is anticipating good demand for another big crop. From the trades perspective, based on stat can numbers uh, for acreage, uh, early ideas how the crop was progressing, it looks to me like a 21 million ton crop relatively close to where we were last year. So we have a good supply of potential canola to sell, but the demand element of this market is also very strong. The crush is running so far this marketing year ahead of where it was last year, and last year was an all-time record. The export flow has been a little slower in this old crop marketing year. Probably some of the transportation issues that we've had earlier in the winter time has slowed things up a bit, but uh, I look at a country like China, for instance, who is looking for alternatives to satisfy their needs on oil seeds and protein uh, supplements for feed rations, anything but American soybeans. They're obviously buying a lot of South American supply for soybeans, but they're looking at alternatives too, and the Canadian canola, peas and such are, are factoring into that mix. So I see the demand element for the canola market looking quite strong next year to the point where I think we'll see some mild contraction of ending stocks for the new crop marketing year. So to me, this suggests a canola market to me that is, uh, while we're going to be subject to the latest Trump tweet and what impact that could have on a marketplace, I still see the fundamentals suggesting a long-term trending sideways marketplace that we've been in for the better part of three years, where the top end of the marketplace is, uh, once we get into $11.50, $12 a bushel, seems to be where it always stalls out every time we test it over the, over the span of those number of years. And the bottom end of the market, when things are looking its most bearish, lower $10 a bushel. And we oscillate every one, two, three, four, five months one way and one, two, three, four, five months heading the other way. And that's kind of the environment we're in right now. Jubinville says the market outlook for wheat is better than Durham, but not as good as canola. We're not running out of wheat anytime soon. You know, we, we're looking at world wheat ending stocks that are in, in a contractionary phase expectation this year. We're seeing cutbacks in terms of production because of various production-related issues in the FSU, the former Soviet Union states, Europe, 
into Australia and such. Has it been enough to really drive the marketplace to turn the price higher yet? But you know, it wasn't that long ago, just two months ago, we were looking at number one hard red spring, 13.5% protein in and around that $7 a bushel area, which was, you know, a reasonable price, at least one making money. Can we attain that again? Well, you know, the fundamentals suggest yes, but as long as we're caught up into these trade uncertainties right now, it's going to be a challenge here in the near term. But I suspect better wheat prices after selling off a buck a bushel or so in the past month, month and a half, I think better prices are coming probably in the fall time. Jubinville says the outlook for Durham is challenging. We have too many acres and with too much production potential and not enough marketplace for it. And the problems that we're having moving product into Europe this year, you know, with uh, the Italians... You know, refuting the free trade agreement with Canada and putting restrictions on Canadian imports. The marketplace on Durham still has a flood of supply that has to be contended with. That is going to take, I think, another marketing cycle around before we can address. So I think this marketplace is stuck. We're probably going to get to a market. I think, you know, you typically want to see a, a notable price premium on Durham relative to hard red spring wheat. That's been eroded, and I think the potential of it is to erode further yet still. Mike Jubinville is an analyst with Pro Farmer Canada. He provided a market outlook last week at Ag in Motion. Tomorrow, Jubinville will give his take on two main pulse crops. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 254.59. Feed barley unchanged at 172.63. Canola is up $1.60 to 461.74. Flax unchanged at 482.42. Oats down 273 to 148.61. Yellow peas unchanged at 221.54. Feed wheat unchanged at 175.44. Number one red spring wheat down 202 to 229.97. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 24th. Weyburn didn't have a sale last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Hefferet sold from $1.15 to $1.35. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.90 cents to $0.98, cents, with the odd sales from $1 to $1.02. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. Canner cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.35. There weren't enough calves or yearlings in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Ham's Market Commentary for Tuesday, July 24th. Ham sold 6,200 hogs Monday, selling a range of 161 to 179 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head, selling a range of 160 to 179 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 8 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3156. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.06 cents U.S. 
U.S. regional cash markets were reportedly down about 50 cents a hundredweight in yesterday's trade, continuing the lower trend of the last two weeks. While market-ready hog supplies likely hit their lowest level for the year a few weeks ago, packers are still holding back on expanding their production schedule as none of them want to be building inventory at a time when pork prices are moving decisively lower. Their strategy has been to buy enough to maintain their fresh pork orders and recover some of the profits through cutting their cash bids at a pace quicker than the declines they are experiencing on the pork side. This has been a large factor contributing to the weakness in lean hog futures as traders have identified the glut of supply that will develop this fall when production reaches record levels and exports are constrained by tariffs. Farm weather is next on Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. The official 620 CKRM farm weather, a mix of sun and cloud with the high of 23, the low of 10 for today. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy with the high of 19 with the low of 8. Then Thursday, sunshine at the high of 24, the low 11. Friday, mix of sun and cloud, the high of 24, the low 12. Saturday, mix of sun and cloud with the high of 25, the low 13. Sunday, sunshine, the high of 25, the low 13. Then Monday, sunshine at the high of 27. Normal high for this time of year is 26 degrees. The normal low is 11. The sun rose this morning at 515. The sun will set tonight at 8.55. The provincial hot spot this hour is Val-Marie at 23. The cold spot is Island Falls at 12. Around the province, Estevan mostly cloudy in 18. Prince Albert mostly cloudy in 18. Saskatoon mostly cloudy and 17. Swift Current partly cloudy and 20. Weyburn mostly cloudy and 17. Yorkton cloudy skies and 17 degrees. In Moose Jaw, partly cloudy with a northwest wind at 22, gusting up to 31, it's 22. In Regina, mostly cloudy with a northwest wind at 27, barometric pressure is falling, it's 20 degrees. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smully, this is Ryan McNally.